If you like Star Trek, you'll love Inglorious Trexperts, in which our Trexperts, Mark A. Altman and myself, Darren Doctorman, talk Trek every Saturday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and if you're a Star Trek fan, you should check out my new science fiction TV show, Pandora, airing every Tuesday on The CW or anytime on The CW app. Check it out. If you're a fan of the 430 movie, you'll love Best Movies Never Made, hosted by myself, Josh Miller. And Steven Scarlatta. Where we explore some of the greatest movies never made, like E.T. 2. Johnny Quest. Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. And Halloween 3D. New episodes available every other Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the Rebel and the Rogue podcast, which is a Star Wars nothing but Star Wars podcast, where literally we we talk Star Wars and nothing but Star Wars. I mean, other things, let's be honest, other things creep in. Yeah, we delve in. But but our main focus, we always come back to Star Wars. As one should. As one should always. Uh, mm-hmm. My co-pilot, who you hear, is Jason. What's Hi. up? Hi, everybody. Wow. That was a really long hug. I know. I really stretched it out. Yeah, you did. Yeah, but we're talking about Clone Wars today, not just Star Wars. Well, yeah, it's a chapter in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's it a. Is. It's it's many things. It was episode two. Mm-hmm. It was also a animated film, mm-hmm. and then a series. Yes. And now it is going to come back for Disney streaming. Yeah, they're wrapping it up. So it's a lot of things, and then it was also mentioned in. Star Wars, A New Hope. It was. Well. I mean, that was where they. That's where they kind of broke the ice with it. Right. And uh, Obi Wan's giving Luke his father's saber and said that he was a uh, Jedi Knight and he fought in the clone the Clone Wars. And I mean, as soon as that happened, the Clone Wars, the Clone Wars, the, the Clo- Clover Wars. You the know, there's a lot of the these Clo- green Wars? clovers. Um, How has that not been a show like a ripoff? The Clothes well, Wars. The Clothes Wars. The Clothes Wars. <laughs> <laughs> They're just trying on different thrifty outfits. Yeah, um, it's like the battle of who can style somebody better. Don't we already have those kind of shows? Like we do. Styling people up? I mean, no, but it's not like a competition. It's not like a war zone of like, oh, I could do it better than you. It's like a Zoolander episode. Yeah. Of like breakdance fighting on the runway. Yeah. 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 Sort of. I'd be down for that. That's another future Star Wars thing you can Maybe. do without the Force. <laughs> Maybe. Can you breakdance with the Force? The no. fashion of Star Wars. Yeah. But when he said that, when he opened up and said that there was a there was this event that happened, that he was this this general, this knight, this 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 force to be reckoned with in another war, you knew right then and there that there was something amazing that happened prior to this. That this old hermit who lived in a hut in the desert had this old man. Yeah, he had this really cool backstory. And then we finally got to really see that. I mean, obviously we we get a glimpse of it in episode two, Attack of the Clones, but mm-hmm. then we got a great opportunity with the show and the movie Clone Wars. And then there was even an animated show on Cartoon Network that uh, the animators yes, who did right. Samurai Jack, they yes. did that kind of like animated style. Those were great. Those were awesome little, and I don't believe they were traditional half hour episodes. I think they were like five to seven minute episodes. I think they were a little shorter, right? Um, sure. But it had that very highly stylized, angular look to, like, you know, the chins were very sharp and, like, everything was hard-angled, you know. Those your chins favorite. cuts. Your, your favorite. 
<laughs> Wasn't that your hang-up? Like you just didn't like the anatomy on? No, no, no. It was the the way they drew like the females. Like the oh, females right. had like right. these giant heads and these like pencil thin stick bodies. I was like, yeah, that's realistic. Way to make females feel good about themselves. At least the men <laughs> oh, oh, had like meat on them and their heads were like shaped somewhat normally. So you, you felt like the the women looked like lollipops, like yeah. big heads, stick bodies, and the men look like a wedge triangle yeah. kind of like going down. Yeah. 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 It's a little off, huh? I understand it's a stylized choice, but we need to get other stylized choices. Just, just... I'm saying body image issues happen at a young age, and you see it in the cartoons as well. It's oh, like, I, that, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. That's another conversation. Back to the Clone Wars and their mm. big heads and small mm. bodies. Yeah, yeah. So did you like the show? Did you think it was fun? I did think it was fun. I, I re- recall telling you in the Outer Rim that- mm. um, <laughs> It's our bar. It's a bar we hang out it's at. It's a bar we hang out at. It's <laughs> Star, that's Cinemax style, Star Wars After Dark. I'll go into my whole theory about it later. But um, I remember saying that I really enjoyed that it was a cartoon show that showed like murder and violence. Like it was, yeah. there was a sense of real dark side going on. Yeah. You know, it's- it started off, uh, the animated show that was on Disney XD uh, is the one that I'm talking about. There was like 3D animation, that uh-huh. one there. It started off very kid-centric, mm-hmm. you know, in the first season. Um, but I, I enjoyed it at the stakes and the maturity that it started to grow into. You know, it started to get a little darker. You know, the stakes got higher. People were, you know, being accused of things. There were people being killed. There was a lot more violence happening. And not that I need those things for a show to be important, but you're talking about war. You're talking about clone wars, not clone talking. You know, that's not what the show's about. So I was really, really enjoying that. The Cartoon Network show, the one that was like the 2D animation, that kind of style, that was even pretty brutal. You know, there were some really brutal moments in there. And, um, yeah, it was it was just fun. It, it was a very cool. And that period of time is really interesting too because you have the Obi-Wan and the Anakin relationship really developing a lot more. They're working closely together. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're sent off at times and they're doing their own thing, but then they come back together and they're having to team up to go off and accomplish these tasks right. for the Republic. That to me and we talk about missed opportunities sometimes with um, the stories that are told. That, to me, is very interesting. That's what I believe the prequels should have been. Mm-hmm. The prequels should have just centered heavily on the Clone Wars to where the minute in Episode Four, A New Hope, when Obi-Wan says that he fought in the Clone Wars, that he was a Jedi Knight like his father, that right there, I mean, Mike's, or Mike's, Luke's mind must have exploded with like, what? Like, what's going on? Like, what's going on? What is this? Who's this? What's happening? What's going on? And then even as a fan, as I'm watching, my mind is exploding now because I'm thinking, oh, this is cool. Like, wait, what's going on? What's happening? So then when we get glimpses of it in the animated show and, you know, the the movie that came out, I was really excited about that because you got to see Obi-Wan with Anakin fighting side by side doing the things that they had to do to obviously, you know, defend the Republic and you know, stop the droid separatists and, you know, Count Dooku, Scourge, all these other people. And it was just really cool. I also enjoyed that they had the the stormtroopers take off their helmets and see how each individual person was uh, creating an identity for themselves because they all have the same face. Yeah. And they yeah. even, I remember this, they even deal with an episode where, um, stormtroopers run into someone, a clone that's abandoned that life to have his own family and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. they have this really heavy hitting conversation of like, 
are we not humans? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, are, don't we deserve to choose? Why are we unwillingly falling into line and just obeying what the government tells us to do because that's what we were bred to do do we have to go -hmm. with that or can we choose our own destiny it was a very fun episode for me yeah i was like that's deep that this is not really for kids this is deep yeah yeah they touch on some they touch on ptsd yeah they touch on addiction yeah uh they touch on i mean obviously with with star wars there's always a lot of like back alley deals going on there's a lot of shady things Uh nefarious characters being you know who they are double crossing triple crossing and all that but you know with the clones they had a great opportunity to go into wartime psychology you know just being a cog in the machine if you will yep you know they they took an idea of in in the movies you have this Django Fett bounty hunter that is just made into multiple clones to give them an identity right you know and that was really that was really fun it was it was good storytelling it was really good storytelling to have that have that shed light on what these individuals because they did look like just carbon copies they were practically mm-hmm. carbon copies of one another that they had some individuality that they were more than just soldiers right you know and that was that was really cool there was a really there was a couple of really good episodes about them training together that, mm-hmm. were, that was fun um yeah just a great period in, in like the star wars you know chapters if you will i also liked that they touched upon and this was interesting too because they gave obi-wan a, a love interest and yeah. in that country it was the, it was the mandalorians yep. the mandalore yep. um where they were talking about she she was very much a peace person like a no violence mm-hmm. And then she had to kind of come to terms because she's like, isn't Jedi supposed to be a peaceful group of people? Why are we why are you guys generals in a war? Like it it, it was it was very interesting, that dynamic, because they even touched upon like war and violence. Is it really necessary? And like you even saw her get backed into a corner because her own people rebelled against her. Yeah. It was good to see Obi-Wan with like a love interest, too. Yeah. I mean. I I am a firm believer that a lot of stories, I don't care what it is, you need romance in it. I, I, I don't care what it is. I, a lot of stories that I just love and like for whatever reason, if there's no hint of romance in them, I don't really check into it. Well, you know? I don't know where we got into this place now where like people are talking, for instance, Frozen is the best example I can think of. Um, people are like fighting against Elsa not having a love interest. Don't give Elsa a love interest. Let her be an independent woman. She can do it herself. Mm-hmm. I don't understand where we got to a place like as a female who I consider myself very independent. Does independence mean I have to be a loner? Mm-hmm. Or can I, or can we re, maybe redefine, I understand the whole, I don't need no man's kind of thing. I understand that. I think what the conversation is more that should be shifted more into don't change yourself for a man. Find a man that will love you for actually who you are mm. kind of thing. And I think with when you bring in the dynamics of Obi-Wan and his love interest, Satine? No. What's her name? Um, Hold on. Wait. You keep going. You keep going. Yeah, it was Satine because I was Satine. thinking Moulin Rouge, which is very funny. I was thinking Sabine, Sabine Wren, but she was in Rebels. Yeah. Continue. She, like, that was really, it's always really great when, when two people love each other, but their ideologies are, oh, I can't say this word Ideologies. Today. Ideologies. You got it. Uh, I got this, guys. I went to school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, just clash with each other. And yeah. it's like, and that's a, yeah. that just makes, romance makes for great drama, especially if these two people are 
different, which is why I think Beauty and the Beast resonates with people. It's like, she's so different and he's so... Mm -hmm. It's another layer of conflict. It's another layer of conflict if you put, like, these two people have feelings for each other, but they're just so different at the same time. Yeah. I mean, that's where, again, I think the ball was kind of dropped with Anakin and Padme on in, oh, yeah. in the prequels. Like, you have an opportunity to really expand on this. And I think we'll go into this on another episode, the romance of Star Wars. Yes, we will. Yeah, It'll be so great. We'll, we'll delve in. But we'll yeah. delve in. But, yeah. but going into like the Mandalore, it was nice to see the Mandalore society and the political aspect of uh, violence versus nonviolence and diplomatic uh, mm-hmm. action instead of violence. Yeah, I mean, they were the Mandalore. The Mandalorian society is a is a is a warfaring society, though, right? They were they were the warfaring society where they kind of honor battle over the the Jedi were the peacekeepers. Are you sure? About yeah, that? yeah, I'm pretty sure that the Mandalorians. Are you sure? Uh, let's, let's give it a check. But I'm pretty sure that the Mandalorians, not to bring too many analogies in, but I f- I feel like they're similar to the Klingons. Like they're a war torn society. That they I'm... they push. You know, strength, they push strife, they push struggle. Like, that's what kind of gives their society strength. Whereas the Jedi were more peacefaring. So, when Obi Wan and her got together, that's where that conflict of ideologies was really starting to No, clash. but he was the one fighting for war and she was the one fighting for diplomatic action instead. Well, she was the queen, right? Yeah, well, she, she was the queen. That's why I'm saying this is where I'm confused. I mean, I know that eventually it turned into they had like the Mandalore, the Mandalorians mm-hmm. came out to be like the soldiers and stuff like that. This is where I'm, I'm, you're throwing me off here, man, because I know that she was the one that was like, no, I don't want violence. I don't want well, maybe death. Well, maybe she was trying to do something for her people. Maybe she was trying to do something different of like, well, well I think hey. it started peaceful and then it moved into war, I think. Oh, gosh. Or were they trying, man, now I'm drawing a blank on the Mandalorians. Were they, were they always in the fight? Because remember, they were always trying to rally systems to their cause. Remember right. that? They were always trying to pull people into their cause. And that's where, what was happening where, because where, the where? Republic was going around and trying to rally people to say, hey, if the droids and the separatists are mm-hmm. coming in mm-hmm. to have you leave the Republic, you know, you're not going to be you're you're not going to be covered under us anymore. I mean, it sounds it sounds you like know? you know what you're talking about, but well, no, no, I mean, you know, they flipped they flipped a couple twists on us, so let's make sure we're talking about the same thing there. But I, know, I, I thought it to... was Obi Wan was obviously a defender of the Republic. Oh, Okay. So that's why I thought maybe that's where the conflicting ideology was. And clearly, too, you've got a Jedi like Anakin, who in the Clone Wars is very, very strong-willed, very stubborn, very headstrong. took me back to this So when he's supposed to be using these peaceful um, negotiations, if you will, like he's Uh going in, he's diving in feet first. Right. You know, he's making it so that it might be a little bit more difficult to go in with a, (laughs) to to quote Padme Amidala, a diplomatic solution or diplomatic negotiation. And he's just going in and hacking and slashing and figuring it out later. You know, he's going through the the rubble, if you will. Um, But it was, it was good to see also different aspects of the Clone Wars to where you had additional puppeteers you know, you had yes. additional puppeteers that were pulling strings. You had Sidious, who Emperor Palpatine, obviously behind the curtain, which was kind of orchestrating the whole ordeal. But you had Count Dooku and what he was doing with Asajj Ventress and how he was setting her out as his primary assassin. Right. And then you've got those two fighting and battling in the early Cartoon Network series. Anakin and Asajj had this killer, killer battle on this jungle planet. I don't think it was Yavin. It might it might have been Yavin 4 from I A New Hope. I don't know. But it was a really, really awesome fight. They were fighting all through the jungle. They fight up through this temple. They fight all the way to the top of a temple. It's just a really well done uh-huh. fight choreograph. 
2D animation lightsaber battle that was just really awesome. He was a pacifistic leader of the new Mandalorians on the planet Mandalore. Okay. So she had a different ideology than the, than the other Mandalorians. Cause I'm I, think, f- I think there was a civil war. Okay, yeah, there was a Mandalorian civil war. There you go. Um, so there's there's that. She died in Kenobi's arms. Spoiler alert. I know. Guys. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Show's sorry been for out that. for a while. Uh, so that's where we get. <laughs> she was born on the Outer Rim. See? I love it. She knows it. the Outer Rim. She knows it. She knows of it. She knows of it. So she was she was jockeying for peace. She was yes. pushing for peace for her people in a society that was very conflicted in the right. Mandalorian society, which was you had, you know, half and half. A civil war killed most of Satine's people, hence her aversion to violence. Yeah. So when Obi-Wan was probably going at her saying, look, the reason we have to fight is because of this. Right. Her rebuttal to that was, well, we don't have to. You know, this is the reason that I'm in this position. She had a fierce hatred of violence. Guys, I'm looking at my phone reading uh, for those that are listening um, because I'm trying to be accurate with this because I think all the Star Wars fans would come screaming at me. Oh, yeah. Like, if oh, you yeah. get this wrong, oh yeah, you're not a true Star Wars fan. I don't believe you. You're but, not a real nerd. But that's going yeah. back to your point that you were making is with the romance of their relationship. Uh-huh. Now you've got this layer of conflict that comes yeah. in, too. It makes it interesting because it's it, juicy. People yeah. are just kind of like, yeah, going, it's, it's, oh, it's, will it's they? It's a steak. You dive in. Or if you're vegan, I don't know. It's a it's a something else. You know, it's not if a you're steak. You're vegan? Yeah, it's not a steak. It's some other kind of it's food. tofu something. It's tofu something. I but, don't know. I'm not vegan. Yeah, it, it gives you something to chew on as an audience of getting connected to these characters. Because right. that's what... That's what makes the romance fun in the story. And I mean, here here you go. I'll throw this word out. The bromance of Anakin and Obi-Wan. We got to see that. Yep. We got to see them hanging out. We got to see them making jokes with each other, taking jabs at each other, doing those things. Like those were the things that you wanted to see. You wanted to see the camaraderie as to when you see Obi-Wan yelling, I loved you, Anakin, you were my brother, you wanted to see the reason that he was so upset leading up to right, that. Right, because you, you know? didn't really get that in episode two. They were no, they were was... actually, weren't they separated most of that movie? Yeah, yeah, he went off to, Obi-Wan went off to Kamino to check on, so you know, So in a sense, there Master was never Sifidius. a bromance. No, it was all in the and Clone Wars. Yeah, it was all in the Clone Wars. That's where you get it. That's where you get a lot of the interaction of them broing up and hanging out. Having and, that bond. Yeah, dudin', manning, yoin'. <laughs> Yo, what's up, bro? What's Yo, up, dude? Well, bro. Yeah, what's up, man? man. I think it'd be great, man. Let's uh, you know grab a bite to eat sometime, get a drink. <laughs> I think it'd be great, man. <laughs> that's how it's said. That's how it's said. They're saying it. They're doing it. But that's what we got. You know, we got that. And then we we also got an opportunity too to see a lot more of uh, the Padme character evolving too. You know, she had some episodes in there that were really cool and fun. And you know, she's the reason that I Leia is one of my favorite characters of all time. I think she's just a great character. As well, she should be. Yes, and. You get to see Padme, you know, in that role, in her oh. kind of like she's she's mixing it up. She's making it happen. And she's not sitting back and waiting for things to happen. She's being active. She's out there. She's engaging. She's mm-hmm. doing the things that she has to do. Like that was it's cool to see that, you know, more of the story unfolding. And that's what you get to when you have long form storytelling, episodic. Yeah. You know, when you do have features, you know, you've got 90, 120 Maybe 140 minutes. Maybe if you're Avengers, three hours. Three hours. Gosh, that's a lot of time. But that's what you get with the you know the serialized episodic stuff. You can you can get more episodes in. You can get an you get, arc, you can three get episode chapters. arc. Yeah, yeah, you really can. You can get in there instead of one offs. Yeah, 
Yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's smart for them to bring it back. I mean, if they are actually going to retire the Skywalkers, the Clone Wars gives the opportunity to um, kind of carry on a little bit more of that. I'm just my my question to you is: Do you think they would go past Episode Three when Darth Vader is Darth Vader? Because the Clone Wars is it over at the end of Episode Three, or does it continue uh, on? I mean, Order Sixty Six happens when Palpatine makes that call. I mean, the Clone Wars kind of kind of comes to an end, an abrupt halt. That's when the clones turn on their Jedi generals and lieutenants and gun them down. And then the Clone Wars kind of shifts into the Empire being formed and then going off to anybody who opposed them, they're just going to put them under the under right. the sword. I guess that's why they got know? Star Wars Rebels, because it's like, well, Darth Vader is here. I guess that means we can't do the Clone Wars anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think you go any further than three. I mean, maybe you can do sleeper cells, kind of like, uh, have you ever seen the show Homeland? Uh, one episode okay go uh, me I, I have not i have not seen a lot of the episodes i've seen a, a couple here and there but maybe you can do sleeper cells of clones that have gone off and tried to um do something i don't know to kind of raise their own resistance outside of like bill organa and mon mothma and like a lot of the early Rebellion. rebels if the you rebels. will you know they went off and they did their own thing, but I think it kind of wraps it up as soon as Order 66 happens. It's just, that's the no, end of the Clone over, Wars, you know? Yeah, I guess. I just, I'm just trying to find an excuse to see more Vader and less Anakin, because my God, that character is so, I, yeah. Cool. Fucking badass. Anakin? Yeah. No, Vader. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. supposed to say, wait, no. Well, Let's talk about this. Here, here's here's something that I like about Anakin, and, and my cousin is a huge Obi-Wan fan, and I'm a big Anakin Skywalker fan. I are you really? I am an Anakin Skywalker fan. I'm learning Skywalker this fan. right now, guys. Yeah, I am an Anakin Skywalker fan. Not a Darth Vader fan. Anakin no, no, Skywalker. no. I, I I do like both. I do like. Oh, both. I mean, okay. they're the same person. Well, there's a duality. I mean, there's I'm a duality. Sh- sure, technically speaking, yes, that Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker, but I feel like it's just a completely different person when he's Darth Vader. He's more machine now than man. Mm-hmm. He is. He is. That's a good um, call. That's a good call. And also, too, Anakin Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker, one day he'll be the most powerful Jedi ever, um, <laughs> is just tainted by that. I, I don't even know if I'm going to blame the actor or the script or the director or just all three of them together. I'll just like I couldn't wait for triple Anakin whammy. Skywalker. <laughs> triple, a triple whammy. I might. It's a triple threat. <laughs> oh, that's for you theater people out there. Um, no, sing, I, dance, and act. Sing, dance, and act. Yeah, triple, triple threat. threat. Okay, that's what it's called. All right. Um, no, I just I I I think I forgot what I was gonna say. We're no, talking Anakin and yes, and yes. Vader. I couldn't wait for Anakin Skywalker to no longer be Anakin Skywalker. I couldn't wait for him to be Vader because like I can't I can't with you right what, now. What, what didn't you like? Did you not like the way he was portrayed in like did the whininess kind of? Because that was a gripe that I heard from a lot of people. A lot of people said, "Gosh, he's just so whiny. He's so whiny. So whiny," and to me, how I interpreted Anakin's character was that. He was unbelievably conflicted because he's being told by these masters, these mm-hmm. Jedi masters that are training him. And I have, I have a pretty large sports background. So I look at them as like coaches. Do you really? I can't tell yeah. looking at you. <laughs> so I look at these guys like, like coaches. Now imagine if you have a certain ability and you have these coaches that are telling you, no, you can't do this. No, you can't do this. But you want to try other aspects of whatever respective sport that you're a part of. 
that's how I felt with the Anakin character was that he he felt like there were things that they weren't telling him because, you know, even though they sensed much fear in him, even though, you know, he was powerful, uh, one of the most powerful Jedi that they'd ever seen, it almost felt as if they were suppressing him in a lot of ways. And maybe the sports analogy isn't the best way because sports, they want to cultivate that talent. And they want you to be the best athlete. But if I look at it loosely and say that they're kind of his coaches, it was as if they were almost coaching him to a certain degree, but they didn't want him to be too powerful. So that's where that whiny kind of teen angst came from of, well, why can't I be more powerful? Why can't I learn about other parts of the force? And that's where they're like, no, 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 no. That's the bad stuff. Well, that almost to me is more priest-like than anything else. Like the the Jedi Council in a way was very Knights of the Round Table slash priesthood in kind of their their ways. I mean, I don't mind him questioning the Jedi Council, but I think it was just the execution of it that was just a turnoff for me. Mm. Again, as a female that likes strong, burly men and cavemen men. Um, you weren't a fan of clean-cut Anakin? No, I was not. A, well, I also, it's just like I'm not a, like... It's like if you had a really great analogy. is like if you had your choice between Scott, Cyclops... And Logan, Wolverine. Okay. Which one's a more interesting character? Wolverine, Logan. Okay, great. Yeah. Exactly. Because there's a lot of elements to that. There's a lot. There's conflict. There's, there's, conflict. He, his, there's... His, his moral compass is off at times. So yep. you don't know. He could do the right thing. He could do the wrong thing. He flies off the handle. Scott is, Scott is very much like Superman. Yeah. Scott is a Boy Scout. Scott yeah. Summers we is. We do this again. Superman or Batman. Yeah, Batman. Why all does day. Batman win? Batman all day. Batman all day, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing with Anakin. It's like Anakin was by no means Superman because mm. Superman was never power hungry and he never whined. Um, but like Anakin, the execution of him and his character was never a strong one for me. I thought Obi Wan was more interesting and compelling. Mm. And I wonder if it's just because they did throw in all these elements of Obi Wan trying to justify war. A lot of times because he knew that the Jedi were, by nature, peaceful people. And then there was that whole, oh, man, we'll, we'll talk about this later, too, with like him and Satine, where he comes out and says, I would have left the council for you. Yeah, um, very, very powerful moment. It was a very powerful moment that added more depth to Obi-Wan, where you never got that with Anakin in terms of him. I mean, you got it a little bit with him in Asaka mm-hmm. um, when he was four. And he even threw a fit about that. I don't want to. I don't want to train a Padawan. Don't give me a Padawan. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm Anakin. I can't have this. I can't have this. Whatever this is coming after me, <laughs> following me. I want to do my own thing. A sidekick. I don't Choose want a sidekick. No, I don't want it. <laughs> don't get like that's that's his subtext to me. Is yeah, yeah. I saw him on screen. I don't want it. Don't make me. Yeah. Don't make me. God, mom. I don't want to clean my room. <laughs> Gosh, you make him sound so whiny. I do. Um, but no, it's it's a common theme. It's a very very common theme that comes across, especially when I tell people that he's you know he's one of my favorite characters. Um, I, I see him as untapped raw power that just never got fully realized. You know, and that to me is so kind of so he's the phoenix. He's he's a his character is um, it's a it's a sad arc. It's a sad arc of being manipulated uh-huh. on multiple levels, you know, from the Jedi telling him, you know, you can't be afraid. You can't be sad that you're missing your mom. That's a bad thing. It's a human emotion, dude. Relax. Right. You know, I mean, but that's the story within Star Wars. You know, fear leads to hate. Hate leads to anger. Anger leads to suffering. Yeah. So telling a child that, oh, by the way, we just took you from your mother, the only family you've ever known, and we're going to train you here. But 
You shouldn't be afraid. That's a bad thing. That's a bad thing. And I understand that's exposition, a precursor for what he becomes. Right. So I, you know, I never, I never really cared for that. But when you start to see him come into his own and he's starting to become more powerful, he's starting to get more confidence. His you mean trajectory. When he becomes the most powerful Jedi ever. The most powerful Jedi ever. ever. When his trajectory is climbing, yeah. you know, and we see that, it's like, again, I, maybe I'll, I'll just go back to the sports reference again. It's like seeing great athletes that never see their potential fully realized. And it's, it's a sad thing when that happens because you see maybe somebody who is a fantastic golfer in college and then they never crack going pro. Or maybe they were a fantastic baseball player in high school, but they never got drafted. And right. it's just, it's a tough thing. When you see that, you're like, oh gosh, they had so much potential. They had so much potential. And I think that's why I latch onto Anakin so much. And I think it's such an interesting character. So much potential that was never fully realized. And then he embodies something else mm-hmm. when that doesn't happen, a destructive force mm-hmm. taking all of that anger and that angst. And he becomes something else that is a shadow of his former self. Sure. I'm following you. I get that. I think it was, I think the more I think about it as you're talking, I think it was the execution that turned me off. Like yeah, it was. We, we didn't get enough. Like the Clone Wars, you at least get more of him. Sure. And in, in the movies, you just get the whiny, I will become the most powerful Jedi, Jedi ever. ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's all, you, that's all you get. That's I killed all you... them all, man. All killed that. my mom, man. Um, no, I mean, look, it, I think all of that is crowns for a great character. I think it was just the execution. But I will give the Clone Wars this. There was some good episodes where Anakin actually cared about other people besides himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he did grow to, like, like I think when Osaka decides to leave the Jedi, um, I liked that that was that extra al- um, added element to Anakin being like, why do you want to leave? Right. Why, why would you want to leave? And then she starts planting the, I don't know, I just don't, I don't like what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like, I liked that that relationship like eventually grew on me. It's like, oh, that's cool. That yeah. gives him more depth. I like this. The Padme and Anakin thing, though, in the Clone Wars was a little bit better. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah, it didn't go too far. Uh, you bring up Ahsoka. Ahsoka, in my opinion, for the Clone Wars is one of the coolest characters. She's, it, she, she's a fan favorite, definitely. Yeah, she really expanded not only um, Anakin's, like you just said, you know, he, he started to, he started to think about somebody besides himself. Mm-hmm. You know, she was the spunky little runt that he got assigned to. Yeah. Or she got assigned to him. And yep. then he grew on her. She grew on him. Yeah. They started to develop a relationship. It, it grew beyond just mentor tutor. Yeah, it started, family. Yeah, exactly. Look, family dynamic. Yeah, there you go. You know, story again. And a little bit, I... I got to be honest, there was at certain points in the show, I was like, is there like a little romance going? Are they getting flirty with one another every once in a while? And even if there is that inkling of that in there, it's good for storytelling because right. it's familiar to us. Right. You know, it's it's natural to have these little things happening. They're, they're human emotions and elements that pop and snap and, you know, happen in different areas. And it grew over time. Yeah. 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 I mean, I will say he had better chemistry with her than Padme. It was very stone-like. And I wonder if that was something that they portrayed because he always had to hide it. You know, it always had to be hidden. But even when they were behind closed doors, maybe, and maybe this goes even a little bit further than the story and the writing, et cetera. Maybe it was just something between Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen. Maybe they just didn't have the chemistry. You know, because I do believe as an actor, there are just certain people when you work with them, you have either natural chemistry with them right off the bat, or you have to work at it, or sometimes it's just not there. It's just not there. Well, that was on the casting directors and the director, well, the director to mm-hmm. be like, yeah, I'm not feeling you guys yeah sorry and it's something that is 
it's very evident. Yeah. You know, if it's there, it's there. If it's not there, you're just, wow, man, something's off. Oh, it's the chemistry. Most of the time I fast forward through those scenes. It's like, ah, no, I can't. Sorry. Oh, no, yeah. I can't. But that's for another episode, too. Going back to the Clone Wars. Yeah, I yeah. think, uh, how do you say your name? Asaka? Ahsoka. Ahsoka. There we go. Ahsoka. Um, yeah, she really turned out to be one of those really interesting female characters mm-hmm. that she wasn't going around parading herself. as like, I'm a female Jedi. Look at me go. You know, it that was never needed for her because she already had a lot of interesting background. She had she had spunk. Mm-hmm. She was mm-hmm. reckless, kind of like Anakin, where like he would tell her, don't go off and do that. And she'd be like, cool, I'm going to go off and do that yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Bye, Dad. You know, because mm-hmm. there was a little bit of that like older brother, younger sister vibe. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that's 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 a great that's a great uh, archetype. Yeah. Like I, I felt that was it was more like that maybe towards when we got into rebels territory I could sense some sort of like romantic something or like mm-hmm. at towards the end of Clone Wars but like she was a really great add-on and mm-hmm. I don't even know what she what her alien uh, her races her races. Yeah, with like the headdress and everything, because that's was, part of that their anatomy, cool. right? Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, it was very awesome. I like Sokotano. Sokotano. Yeah, I love the dual lightsabers she had too. Those are really oh, cool. Oh, those were cool. Yeah, I, the fight scenes in Clone Wars. Oh yeah, awesome. We're really, awesome, really man. great. The we were we've come a long way. Togruta. Since. Taruta. Togruta. T O G R U T A. Would you say Tog- she is Groot? Uh, She's Gruta. Gruta. Commander of the Grand Army of the Republic. Yeah, man, she was doing it. We did our homework. She guys. was a spy master. Homeworld of Sheely. Sheely? Mm-hmm. Is it of all she's, or is there some Heelys? No. As well. Yeah. Jokes for days, guys. So apparently, Jokes for days. George Lucas, who had two daughters, also wanted the character to appeal to girls. Early in development, Ahsoka's name was Ashla. Lucas renamed her after the ancient Indian emperor, Ahsoka the Great. Oh, nice. Yeah. Fun facts brought to you today by the Rebel and the Rogue podcast. Yeah, yeah, very, very cool. I just know that she actually, um, Ashley Eckstein, Eckstein? Mm-hmm. the girl named Ashley, She she's actually now the head CEO of Her Universe, which is a female geek clothing line which is very successful she just unleashed a a lot more uh star wars stuff like and there's uh, some ahsoka material is that what it's called it's called ahsoka no i mean it's called her the the clothing line is called her universe oh okay Uh, and there is you know from marvel to disney to star wars and she just released a new clothing line it's like star wars celebration clothing line and it has some ahsoka jackets and hoodies and shirts like the hoodie Hmm. comes up and it's ahsoka's headpiece and it's pretty cool and um yeah, she's she's made a career for herself with the with the fashion geek industry. And it covers Star Wars, Marvel, Disney, Disney. Uh, I think oh, uh DC as well. DC. So they're they're cross-platforming. They're cross-platform. There's even Disney, some gaming stuff on there too. Yeah, cuz Disney owns Marvel and Star Wars. Um Yeah, no, she definitely crosses into she crosses the streams. She crosses the streams, she man. Ghostbusters. Streams, right? Great stuff. I'm here for all the references right now. That's right. Um yeah, she crosses streams and she is very successful and like she's like the headway for female geekdom in terms of like fashion, female geek fashion. Yeah. Uh for the adult and the child. Pretty she makes cool. it for and for even plus sizes, which good for her. She just partnered with Torrid, which is a clothing line for 
plus size women mm. and she had some brand new Star Wars stuff come out just for them and I thought it was great like it's great there's a lot of great vendors that have just come out to make geek merchandise for the adult that like don't look kitty they look very mature yeah and stuff like that so yeah she's one of those Star Wars merchandise people that are like I'm I'm riding this wave and because yeah. of her background We've got so just circling back to Clone Wars real quick here. We've got uh, obviously, obviously, Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, yeah. which is a Clone Wars. Um, it jumps off centric, Clone Wars, yeah. You know, centric film. Would you ever want to see like a live action Clone Wars show? Like, obviously, we're getting The Mandalorian with the Disney streaming service. We're getting a potential untitled Cassian Andor series. Would you ever want to see maybe? I'm I don't know. Say no, because I want Darth Vader over that. You'd rather have a Vader show. I'd rather have a Vader show. I would. I would Vader trumps. Vader You'd, trumps. Vader trumps all. Um, I would almost. I'm curious. I would maybe say yes if it was going to be Obi Wan. Because remember, remember we were supposed to get an Obi Wan series and that didn't work out. Obi Wan film. Yeah, we're, we we're supposed yeah. to get an Obi Wan film we and f- a Boba Fett film. Yeah, no. I'm but not, that did not happen. No, I don't want a Boba. Or at Fett least it's on the back burner. Yeah, I don't know if it, I would be more down for if you want to do more. Ugh, God, I just don't want to see any more Anakin and Padme. Shame on you. I'm sorry. Shame on you. I'm sorry. I'll take Vader. Just <laughs> I'll take Vader. <laughs> um, but live action? No, we're we're about to get more animated Clone Wars. I don't need. Wh- why do you want a live action? Is that why you're asking? Well, no, me? I'm asking. How would you do it? You know, like what would you follow? Would you follow some clones? Would you follow maybe people in the Senate that are doing their own kind of like early rebellion stuff? You know, what would the show be? You know, or do we have enough as is? We've got the Cartoon Network stuff. We've got the movie. We've got now seven seasons coming up. You know, do we already have enough? I. D- First off, I don't think a child would watch anything Senate-based because that's not very action-adventure yeah. savvy. People plotting behind doors. Yeah, like, what are we, the the wire right now? Like <laughs> The wire. <laughs> like, no, I mean, I think that would be for more of a Star Wars mature after dark kind of thing, like uh, plots and house of cards and, yeah. you know. White people plotting. White people plotting. I have a, White I have races. a good buddy. I have a good buddy who... He loves shows like that, like people people plotting behind people plotting. People like every scene is just like people plotting to do something to, take to over the each world. other behind closed doors. I'm like, oh, take okay. over the world. Yeah. No, I don't. I. I, I You're feel, good. You're I'm good. good. I'm good. You're tapped out. I'm tapped out. For no, I mean like I'll watch more of the Clone Wars when yeah. it comes to the Disney streaming service. Like, but live action, I don't need live action Clone Wars. Yeah. I, I, if if it was the right show, I'd be on board. If it was the right show. What's the right show? It would have to be whatever the subject matter really swirls around. If it's about, um, maybe maybe it could take place on Mandalore, right, during that Civil War, you know, when that Civil then War was going on. it more about the Mandalorian. We already got the Mandalorian. Well, we could have the Clone Wars be the catalyst for it. You know, the, the catalyst for why they're even warring amongst themselves. Warring? Um, warring? Warring. Warring amongst themselves. Um, you know, maybe maybe we follow not Bail Organa, but some people from the Alderaan group that are branching off from the Senate, and they're they're trying to recruit other rebels. You know, they're trying to go out there, and I don't know. It maybe it doesn't have legs. Maybe they play the David Bowie song, "Rebel, Rebel." <laughs> maybe that'd maybe. be epic, right? Maybe it could work. It could work. No, I mean. It, 
obviously, if anything has a good storyline and, and great characters, then I would potentially be on board. I just don't. I think we've tapped out the Clone Wars. You could have something with, uh, well, now Boba Fett's still pretty young at that point. I was going to say, maybe your Boba Fett story could take place early. Yeah, but then it's just another whiny kid. Kill my dad. It's fair. Come on, <laughs> man. I'm take what do you got bed. against whiny kids? Have you listened to what they sound like? Were you a whiny kid when you were younger? No, I was actually not. Not at all? No, I was not a whiny kid. I was not. So you and Anakin wouldn't have got along? No, I would have. You'd be like, Anakin, get away from me. Remember, I made boys cry when I was young. Jeez. All right. Okay. If anything, I was more Helga from Hey Arnold than than a whiny, what's what's the, oh yeah, what's that guy's name? It was like Carrot Top. Guys, I'm. I'm doing this on the fly. Like carrot top. He was like a carrot top kid mm-hmm. that always like complaining. Hey Arnold, this is not a Hey Arnold podcast, so I don't have to know this guy's name. But like, Helga was like the one's like, ah, come on, man, you loser, <laughs> get away from me, Arnold. Oh my god. And then like, well, sounds girl. like you watched the show a little bit. I did. I actually interviewed the cast. There was it was That's really very fun. cool. Yeah, and the original girls are that voiced because again, girls can keep their youthful tone about them and boys hit puberty and suddenly can't sound like they're nine when mm. they're in their 30s um mm. no but like the the chick that did hey, that played hey arnold i interviewed her and she can still do that helga voice really well and she recorded it for me and i was like ah oh, this is awesome mm. you taught me how to not get a boyfriend when i was in middle school thank <laughs> you so much <laughs> Actually, it was more Leia's fault, but whatever. We're going off the topic here. Oh, yeah, whiny kids. Whiny kids. Well, I'm going to throw a curveball back at you about a live-action Clone Wars show. What if it was an Ahsoka live-action after she leaves the Jedi Order? Would it work live-action? I mean, would that be a a lot of makeup hours? There have been a a couple of cosplay outfits I've seen that are pretty cool. It'd be a lot and of I mean, you got hours. you got shows where people are putting on extensive prosthetics. I mean, look at what Ron Perlman went through for Hellboy or even Ape that Sapien. Was a movie. Yeah, right. And but if you do, let's say, a show over three months, right, and you shoot ten episodes, and then you've got your makeup hours of four hours a day, and you're just going sleep in on there. that makeup, it'll be fine. Hey, you sacrifice for the craft. Well, you take it home and have fun with that. Something. Yeah, right. I mean, it's a good time. So it's a good time to role play They're in that interspecies outfit. role play. The next uh, next two months, honey. <laughs> You're getting Ahsoka in the bedroom. Hope you're ready. orange paint everywhere on the sheets? Oh, my God. We were doing the Ahsoka thing. That's true. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I I would watch an Ahsoka show, you know, like a solo Ahsoka show. She's going off and she's, when she left, what did she do? Where did she go? When she came back in Rebels, she came back with a code name Fulcrum. You know, it's like, well, what did she do in that time? Okay, I might be down for this. What was she off doing? I could could get on board with that. You know, maybe she's off training somebody maybe she gives up the force and maybe she spies for somebody maybe she goes and finds that jedi temple uh the one that luke went to yeah the one that luke finally found because that's supposed the... to be like the first temple of the jedi right yeah you're right and it's a tree yeah it's a tree a bunch of old books yeah maybe luke was kind there. of a hippie i be... even mark hamill was like i don't know what the hell happened i don't agree with this <laughs> at all <laughs> He did. He did. He came right out. As soon as the movie was getting divided opinions, he's like, oh, thank God. So here's how I, guys, don't blame me. I did not approve of yeah, this. Yeah, I remember those interviews. They yeah. were they were flying. Yeah, but I would. I would watch an Ahsoka series. That would be my Clone Wars live action series right there, Ahsoka. Mm. So what action. do you think uh, this new season is going to be? <laughs> 
honestly, I have no clue. Uh, I think they're going to focus on a little bit more of like certain clones because okay. they did highlight a couple of them in the trailer. And uh, I think we're going to get a little bit more backstory on maybe some more prominent clones, like possibly some stuff with Rex, possibly uh, Commander Wolf, uh, maybe Commander Gree. These are all clones that went on to do other things. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll just expand on them some more. Again, expanding the soldier mythos a little mm-hmm. bit further than just being a cog in the machine. And uh, I think we're going to see more division between Anakin and Obi-Wan. You know, Anakin siding with like, why are we doing this? This doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. This And Obi-Wan saying we're fighting for a purpose. And then right. obviously more hidden agendas happening as well with, um, you know, Anakin and Padme hiding things. But, I mean, Ahsoka comes back, That what we've seen in the trailer. Two big things. Yeah, <laughs> two of them. Two of them, two. man, two of them. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pumped for it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, man. It sounds good, man. <laughs> <laughs> Any other uh, Clone Wars thoughts that we did not touch upon, like Yoda? Yoda's just going to be Yoda. He's going to be Yoda, Yoda-ing. He'll just be crushing it. He apparently loves to sing about seagulls. What? What is this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Come I didn't on. know the Bill Murray Star Wars jazzy lounge. Yes, you do. I've shared this video with you. Where you? No, to... I didn't know that. But you're telling me there's a video with like Yoda and seagulls. No, remember the seagull song? Seagulls, stop it now. <laughs> no, I come on. I shared song. this video with you. I do not know the song. Yes. No. Everyone, it's the bad lip reading music video. Of... Oh, these are great. Yeah. These are great. Where they just like they dub other VO on top yeah, of like and people it's Yoda speaking. Yoda seagulls, stop it now. <laughs> <laughs> Run, 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 jump. I can be a backpack while you run. Swing through that crazy vine. I can be a backpack while you climb. Like, it's like... That's all Yoda. That's all... Yeah. Oh, my God. Great. Guys, we have to get off this air because I have to show my co-pilot. I can't believe you right now that you have not... I will watch. I will watch. Have not seen this music video. I will watch. Yeah. So, apparently, seagulls. Yeah. Seagulls. Yoda. Watch them. I mean, I feel like almost everyone listening to this will have seen this already. I'm getting tomatoes thrown at me digitally. Digital You're not a Star toma- Wars fan. You're not a real Star Wars fan. You're not Wars a real fan. boy. Come on. You're not a real boy. You're not a yeah. Star Wars fan. Yeah. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on The Rebel and the Rogue, a Star Wars podcast. And if you're a fan of the podcast, you may want to check out Electric Surge's other podcast, like The 430 Movie, every Friday in which a group of writer and producers curate fantasy-themed weeks of classic movies, and Disco Nights, the ultimate Star Trek Discovery podcast, available Sundays, Inglorious Trexperts, the only podcast for Star Trek fans with a life, and Best Movies Never Made, Monday nights featuring filmmakers talking about their favorite unmade projects. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, and you can follow us at TK on Twitter or TK on Instagram. Also, a very special thanks to Bill Ritter and everyone here at Electric Surge Network, including producers Natalie Michelli and Cynthia Hodge, and executive producers Dean Devlin and Mark A. Altman. So, until next Thursday, may the force be with you. And also with you. Always. Or at least for next week.
This show is produced by Dean Devlin and Mark A. Altman and is an Electric Surge Network production.